0: What I'm gonna share with you, I'm I'm very comfortable in saying, is absolutely life-changing. Listen to this from Hebrews chapter nine, verse 12. Now, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Now we're talking about Jesus of Nazareth, born of a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit, untainted blood, the God, man, man, God on earth, not humanity deified, not deity humanized, all God, all man. So I want you to realize that his blood, his blood, his spotless, untainted by sin and the curse of blood was absolutely necessary if you have a bloodless christianity under god don't call yourself a christian call yourself a religious person if you want to but do not call yourself a christian christians are blood bought and we understand that hebrew says without the shedding of his blood there is no remission of our sin so every day one of the first things that i do in my prayer time is i plead the blood of jesus christ the blood of christ is an impenetrable force to the to the forces of darkness they cannot cross the bloodline, no principality, no power, no spiritual wickedness in high places, no demon spirit can cross over that bloodline. But you have to do your part in faith, you have to plead the blood of Jesus over your children, plead it against coronavirus, plead it against poverty and lack, plead the blood of Jesus against accident, negative incidents, or situations. Plead the blood of Jesus against every sickness and disease, every pain and every malady, every malfunction and every infirmity. Now I got all that out of the the text at the beginning of this powerful ministry resource I'm going to put in your hands tonight when you leave me your email address. So everybody do that, do that, do that tonight. With his own blood, he entered into the most holy place. Here it is, once for all, having obtained, here it is again, eternal redemption. Now hold on a minute, because you need to know what redemption means. Your Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Your Bible says that he has redeemed us, not with silver or gold or corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Jesus. So what is redemption? Redemption simply means that he has returned us To the original state of affairs, how? By paying the sacrificial price. There it is. Redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. If you're redeemed, get busy telling somebody. Type it in right now. Whatever platform you're on, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. The old song said, by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. Christ is mine. And all to him. I now resign. I have been. I have been redeemed. Jesus paid the price to return me to my original state. Think of the garden. He has redeemed you from poverty, from sickness, and from sin, from demons, from depravity, from disease. So don't ever forget it. How? How? by his precious blood, not by religious acts. So let me continue. Now remember, I've got this for you, absolutely free, but you've got to leave your email address there. No serious Christian denies the redemption that includes the forgiveness of our sin and an eternal home in heaven. Listen to this. But far too many so-called Christians become hesitant when they're asked about additional benefits of that redemption. And many, many more have great difficulty accepting that healing is a part of God's redemptive plan. Now, we've stepped over into an area that half the people lose me right there because they'll say, and I was taught and I was trained for many, many, many years of my life that Calvary, the cross, the blood of Jesus would forgive my sins and give me a home in heaven, but that it had nothing to do with healing of my being, healing spirit, soul, and body. But that's not what the Bible teaches. There is no denying that God created our bodies as well as our spirits. Excuse me while it makes so much sense to you. God has willed that our bodies be in health exactly as He wants our hearts to be cleansed from sin. The redemptive work, it's all right here, of Jesus on the cross purchased our return to the original state, free from sin, sickness, free from every other factor that would keep us from accomplishing God's will and living in complete wholeness. Our covenant with God is guaranteed by nothing less than the lifeblood of Jesus Christ. The price that the Lord Jesus willingly paid, paid the full price, the propitiation, the price paid for our freedom from death, disease, anything else that could limit or bind us in any way. Jesus, ultimate, unlimited, unspeakable gift, his sacrifice never needs to be repeated. Jesus obtained, here it is, our healing once and for all. Now, on Monday, two days ago, the death toll of COVID, coronavirus, topped six million deaths worldwide. Over one million in the United States of America have perished from what? Two years ago, we're now entering the third year of this pandemic. Two full years ago, nobody ever heard of it. All of a sudden it appeared on our news. All of a sudden hospitals were overflowing before you knew it. They had tractor-trailer, refrigerated tractor-trailer trucks sitting outside hospitals because the morgues of entire cities like New York and so forth were so full of the dead and the dying that fast. I, I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me now. Make your redemption sure. Make sure you're ready to go to heaven, friend, because this time tomorrow, we may not be here. I want you to continue to speak Psalm 81.10. It is my verse for the decade, for this decade, the 2020s. We're now in 2022. God spoke it to me going into 2020. Psalm 81, verse 10. I quote it every day of my life, and I encourage you to. And I tell the devil... I'm about to speak to you, coronavirus. I'm about to speak to you, arthritis. I'm about to speak to you, blood circulation. I'm about to speak to you, cancer. Here's why I have that authority. Psalm 8110, God said, open your mouth with a mighty decree. And God said, I will fulfill it now. You'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Did you hear me? We curse that hell spawned plague, every virus, every sickness, disease, pain and malady, malfunction and infirmity. We curse you, plague, from our land and from our lives. And Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I thank you that while I teach the people tonight, faith is rising in their hearts and sickness, disease, pain, malady, malfunction, infirmity, every lack, every attack, every demonic force against them must bow its knee. Hey, remember, if it's it's got a knee, it's got a name, and if it's got a name, it has to bow. For God has highly exalted him. Ooh, the anointing's all over me. For God has highly exalted him, Jesus. And given him a name. Oh, use that name. Above every name, if you name it, he's above it. (laughs) Did you hear me? If you can name it, he's above it. And because he's above it, And you are in him, and he is in you, as he is in the Father, and the Father is in him. When you speak, God said, I'll confirm it with signs following. God wants you healed spirit, soul, and body, and all that pertains to life and godliness. Hear me, once and for all. I'm going to go way back in the back of the book to start us off tonight, way back on page 108, because I love quotes, especially from when, the, when they're from unbelievably anointed ministry gifts. So here are some quotes from the book. Listen to this one. From none other than the incomparable Smith Wigglesworth. My grandfather of legacy, the man who made such an impact on my life, on Brother Sumrall's life. Here's what he said: God's word never fails. For God's word to fail, He'd have to fail. God will always heal you. If I've got "if" circled, if you dare to believe him he said, men are searching everywhere today everywhere for things with which they can heal themselves and they ignore the fact that the balm of Gilead Jeremiah 8:22 is within easy reach. Well, that's powerful. I've got a quote under that, and it says, what's happening in you is greater than what's happening to you. And then one of the greatest pastors I ever knew, the late, great John Osteen, I put a quote in from him right after that. He said, this is my Bible. (laughs) I am what it says I am. You ought to say that right there where you are. In Germany, in France, in Italy, in England, in the United Kingdom, in South Africa. I'm coming to South Africa in 2022. I'll tell you more about it later. In the Philippines, God is saying to you what's happening to you is greater than what's happening what's happening in you is greater than what's happening to you and then John Osteen said this is my bible i am what it says i am i have what it says i have and i can do what it says i can do nigeria australia trinidad tobago kenya God bless you. Let everybody know. Let everybody know the whole wide world is joining us live right now. The healing anointing is flowing. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached for witnesses, what your Bible said, and then the end will come. Jesus is coming very, very soon. Now, as you know, I endured hearing those two words that and strike fear and terror in the hearts of millions, it's cancer. Well, I want to shout tonight, I'm six and a half years healed by the mighty power of God from squamous cell carcinoma. Now, I'm going to page 19 of the book, Be Made Whole. And here's what it says, God's word is medicine then on page 21 and 22, I share with you that God's Word, that book, is a healing agent. Just like natural medicine is a healing agent or catalyst for healing in your body. In other words, medicine itself contains the capacity to produce healing, right? Well, in... Inherent in the word of God is the capacity, the energy, the ability, the anointing, the power, the nature in God's word to affect healing in your body, and your in your mind, in your emotions, in your family, in your marriage, in your relationships. Any situation. Here it is, Psalm 107, verse 20 proves it. He God sent. His word and healed them. So you could change it. God sent His word and He healed me. That's the way I confess it. And He delivered me from all my destructions. Well, if I was, then I am. Would you just say that, you little pea picking heart? If I was healed, I must be healed. Amen. The key to partaking of the healing anointing. Now, I'm going to tell you something that just came up in my spirit. At times, like right now, I will tell you the healing anointing is flowing. I'm not saying that to attempt to make it happen. I'm telling you that I sense The anointing of God Almighty flowing out of me and through my left hand and through my voice to you. God put his healing anointing in my left hand in 1979 in the Adams Mark Hotel in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the ballroom. 1979. Are you listening to me? I was four years out of high school and already pastoring one of America's fastest growing churches. But I didn't know anything about that healing anointing. God put it in my hand. I can sense it when the healing anointing is flowing like it is right now. If I was you, I'd put my left hand somewhere on my body where there's pain or infirmity or sickness or disease. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just rebuke it right now. I command you, stop it, that's enough. I break your power, I plead the blood of Jesus. I command every pain to obey me and to cease now at the cause. In Jesus' name, I curse you. As Jesus cursed the victory at the root, command you to wither and die and bear fruit no longer, you sickness, you foul disease, you diabolical pain. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Now tell me, God's healing me now. Now listen to me. I'm going to share this with you. I, I, I don't suppose that I've shared it more than 10 times in 47 years, and I don't know why. Well, I shouldn't say that. Whatever the Holy Spirit brings up in my spirit, I've learned over those 47 years, just obey. You know that to obey is better than to sacrifice? Why are you always trying to sacrifice? Why don't you just obey? Why don't you just pray when he says pray? Speak when he says speak. Hold silence when he says hold silence. Just obey. The miracle of God is released by what he does when you obey. You hear me? So listen, I was preaching a meeting for Dr. Oral Roberts on the Oral Roberts University campus at the Maybe Center. There were 8,000 pastors there. I was not intimidated. (laughs) I don't know that I ever have been intimidated when I've got a word from God. Now listen to me. It was an afternoon service. Someone else was speaking. I was seated on the main floor in the front row next to a curtain. Dr. Oral Roberts we had been told had been called away from the meeting and he would not be in attendance. Someone else was doing his service that morning. I was to speak that night. Suddenly the great Dr. Lester Sumrall, who cast out devils and healed the sick in Chiang Kai-shek's China, in Stalin's Russia, in Hitler's Germany, and around the world, reached over and put his hand on my left knee with his right hand. And he put his other hand on his belly, his left hand, And he said to me, get this, get this. He said to me, do you feel that in your spirit? I said, yes, I do. I I feel a very strong stirring in my spirit. He said, mark this moment and don't ever forget that is the healing anointing. I sense it. I know when it's there it's here to, it's there tonight. it's flowing to you in a very powerful, profound way. right now as I'm speaking to you, put your hands on your body, receive healing, put your hands on your temples and receive peace. put your hands on your heart and receive the anointing of God. Now watch. Just as Brother Sumrall said that to me, the curtain beside me opened up, and a hand reached out to shake my hand. It was Doctor Oral Roberts. When Brother Sumrall said, "Put your hand on your belly. That's the healing anointing," and he said this, he said, "It doesn't matter to me what they said. Oral Roberts is in this building." That's the healing anointing. And at that moment, Oral Roberts stood beside me and reached out his hand. He had large hands to shake my hand. Don't think I don't know when the healing anointing is flowing. I've been taught and trained by the Holy Spirit and by men like Dr. Lester Sumrall and men like uh, Dr. Oral Roberts and R.W. Shambach and the like, my entire ministry. And now here I am before you telling you God's healing you. God's healing your broken heart right now. That addictive power is coming out of you now, just it's just being drawn like a giant syringe out of you right now by God's power. Now, there are only three questions, only three questions that your Bible presents regarding divine healing, only three. Search your Bible. The first is in Mark chapter one, beginning with verse with verse 40. Are, are you with me? But I, I think I wanna I think I want to give you a little more than that. I, I wanna I want to begin, yeah, at verse 40. That that's it. A leper came to Jesus. A leper came to Jesus. Now you've already lost me. A leper came to Jesus. Have you gone to Jesus? Are you coming to him tonight? I'm just a vessel. The Bible is a conduit to bring you to God and God to you. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Look, this Bible and its truth touching you is no different under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit than Jesus touching you. The Word and Jesus are synonymous Do you believe if Jesus showed up right there where you are right now, that he could touch you and heal you? Well, of course you do. You must believe likewise that when an anointed word from God's word is given to you, it has that same healing property and propensity. So a leper came to Jesus, and that leper said, Kneeling before him, always showing reverence. Oh, I hit a nerve. He was not demanding for Jesus to do something. You must never use the Bible to attempt to hold God hostage, He's not a vending machine. You don't have the right coin. You have to get the revelation. And that revelation will bring humility. That God, the creator of heaven and earth, the God that flung the stars into their sockets with his finger traced rivers out of the oceans, turned the world upside down, told the oceans not to spill a drop, is thinking about you right now. He had me here right now. He has you there right now. He's got his word in between us right now. And he's saying to you, I will heal you. But you can't be arrogant. This leper knelt down before him. Now, now watch carefully. If, this is the leper, you are willing. If it's your will, if you are willing, I was taught to pray, Lord, if it be thy will, do this. Lord, if it be thy will, do that. I heard people praying for my precious cousin dying with Hodgkin's lymphoma, 19 years of age, say over and over again, oh God, if it's your will, Oh, God, if it's your will. Oh, God, if it's your will. There's only one time Jesus was asked that regarding divine healing. Right here it is in your Bible and mine. Let your faith grow, Paula, in Ohio. Biopsy. We're believing for that biopsy to be benign. Well, believing has action. Start talking to it. Talk to it, Paula. Paul In muscle pain. Talk to it, Paul. Use God's word. Brandon needs healing. Right now, watch this. If you are willing, so substitute you. You're the leper. You have sickness or disease, something in your life. You want to get out of your life. He says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, extended his hand, and touched him. So we're extending his hand, his word, his hand, synonymous. You have a situation. It needs to change. The Bible is the power of God. Are you listening to me? You can be healed right now tonight. But you will have to do your part And stop asking, I'm going to say it kindly, as kindly as I can. Stop asking God if it's his will. Here's why. Jesus was asked if it was his will to heal. And here's what he said. You ready? I will. Right there. Right there in your Bible. I will. Do you know that 40 times healing is recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? 40 times, and not one single time did Jesus refuse. I'm letting that sink in. Hold on. I'm letting that sink in. If God is no respecter of persons, then how is it that he could say, I'll heal them, but I won't heal you? Because it's not my will. Let me ask you a question. We quote these little chivalrous of of tradition. We don't have any idea what we're even saying. No idea what we're saying. God, if it's your will. Do you know what he says back to you? I gave you 1,000... 166 pages, an Old Testament will and a New Testament will, will and testament. I told you what my will was. I was asked if it was my will to heal and I said, I will. He didn't even say yes. He said, I will, emphatically, absolutely. God's will has never changed. Now let me give you some tweetable statements. I want you to to tweet them out, write them down, get them in your phone. Healing is not a promise. Healing, according to God's word, is an established fact. Healing is not a promise. It's in the book. Healing is an established fact. If God, here's another, if God hadn't wanted to heal you, he shouldn't have. Because Isaiah 53, 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, both say, both of them in your Bible, that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him, and with and by his stripes we were, therefore we are healed. God didn't want to heal you. He shouldn't have. Healing is not a promise for you. It's an established fact. Now, where there is, here's another. I live by these, you understand. Where there is a question concerning God's will to heal, perfect faith cannot exist. Because, here's another, faith begins where the will of God is known. Stop praying that prayer, if it be thy will, O Lord. Of course, you want to pray God's will. But he said, here it is, Beloved, I wish. Many translations are will. Beloved, 3 John 2. Beloved, I will above all things that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers Hebrews 13:8 Jesus Christ the same one that said it is my will to heal to the leper is saying the same thing to you right now because Hebrews 13:8 says I hope you're getting these scriptures down this is medicine You have to take the medicine as it's prescribed, not when you want to. Listen, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hold on. He either is or this is a lie. Now, which is it? He is the same yesterday today and forever say it Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever say it again Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever let it be confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses okay here's the third reference Romans 2:11 with God there is no respect of persons With God, there is no respect of persons. Now, in that same story, when you go over to Matthew's gospel, chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, Jesus said, I will. The Jerusalem translation says, are you ready? Of course I want to be cured. Listen to Jesus talking to you right now. The Wiest translation, W-E-S-T, one of the greatest translations of the Bible you ever get your hands on. Here's how he renders it from the Greek. I am desiring, this Jesus responding to the man asking, if you will, if it's your will to heal me, you can. So Jesus responds, I am desiring it from all my heart be cleansed at once. Philippians 2.13, it's in the book, Be Made Whole. Get it. Get it now. You need it. Philippians 2.13, For God is the one working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Wow. Now, I want to stay right there with this, with this story of the leper asking Jesus if he would heal him. When you look at that, you have to begin to understand that put everything in there. Here's the way you use your Bible in your everyday life. Let's look at this a minute. He had leprosy. Well, what is leprosy? Well, at its basis, it's a disease that begins by affecting the skin. So, right now, every single man, woman, boy, girl, here in this moment, there you are, just like the leper, and into your presence comes Jesus and you take your skin condition, whatever it is, maybe it's a knot, a growth, a tumor. Maybe it's some kind of growth. I know I know a woman that was instantly set free overnight from over 90 growths on her body that she got up the next day and every single one of them was gone. Well, if he did it for her, He'll deal with that situation on your skin, that disease, that thing that just causes you to scratch and itch. What is they call that? Plaque psoriasis. Sometimes, I don't care if it's got a name, you know its name. And that name has to bow right now. If leprosy came off that man, and we have the Bible record it did, God wants to heal your skin disorder right now, right now in the name of Jesus. Tell me about it. Listen to this. We do know also, oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. I wish I had three hours with you, but my time's running short right now. Leprosy was without exception one of the most transmittable from person to person contagions ever known to man. That's why they would put people in leper colonies because that was so contagious. Maybe you have been attacked by a contagion. Maybe the AIDS virus. Maybe the coronavirus. In other nations, perhaps leprosy, or perhaps it's the flu, whatever contagion we know from this man being healed of leprosy, that God wants to heal you of every transmittable contagion. Type it in right now, and I say to you, be healed. healed. Here's God's word. Here's God's word. You're saying, will God heal me from this contagion that I have acquired? The answer, I will. Oh, hallelujah. He's saying, I will to you. Are you lonely? Are you lonely? There was no one more lonely in Bible times or today than a leper. Have you been insulted? Have you been hurt? Are they talking about you on social media? Is someone lying about you? Do you know what happened to these lepers? If they were seen, people were required to yell out at the top of their lungs, unclean. Is somebody calling you unclean spiritually? Because of something in your past? Are you lonely because you have said no to the wrong person? Are you listening? Loneliness, isolation, maybe you're away from home at school or maybe you're serving this mighty nation on foreign soil somewhere. We've never been more connected and yet more alone. Loneliness will kill you. Your Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. Your Bible says two are better than one. And I speak to you. I speak to that situation of loneliness. I break its darkened shroud off of you. As Jesus healed the leper, so he heals you right now. What else? Surgical complications. Problems with your hands and your feet. Their body would begin to grow white, their fingers grow white, and then fall, or their hands fall off at the wrists. Do you have problems with your hands? Problems with your extremities? Is your blood circulation not proper? I could go on and on and on. This man was abused, he was a leper. He couldn't keep people from stealing. You know, the woman with the issue of blood had a sexually transmitted disease that was her own fault. Do you think that your situation, because it's your fault, nullifies the healing power of God to you? What a tragedy it would be if you thought that. It's so untrue. It's so untrue. His senses, they went blind. Do you have disorders of your eyes? Jesus can heal that right now. On and on and on it goes. They had tumors. Do you have a tumor in your body? I rebuke every knot, every growth, every tumor, (laughs) every fissure. I rebuke you. I command you to take your hands off the people of God. Now receive and let me know, let me know, let me know. I speak healing and restoration to your family, first of all, before God's throne, that every person in your family accept Christ as Savior. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I speak that healing to your family, to your relationship. This man had to be separated from all of his relationships. I commend a great, great, great reunion of your family for the presence and the power of God. Save every one of them, Lord, and bring them back together. Well, I I tell you, I I am just having a time teaching you on the healing power of God. Now stay right there with me. Type in everything you believe in God for. As I said, we take those, we give them to our prayer partners. I have them. We pray over them and believe God with you for your miracle. The greatest power available on earth is the power of faith, and the greatest underused power on earth is the power of faith.